Well, Blake, you were the one that offered this trade. So why don't you, or offered it originally, I should say. It went through a couple iterations, but why don't you take us through it? Well, originally I saw that your lineup contained a whole bunch of depth, especially at running back, that you were never going to use. And I desperately needed a, like, top-tier running back. And so I originally was trying to get Spencer Ware from you, but you were not having any of that. And so you denied me for a little while, and then we kept playing video games or whatever. And then I came back at you with Sony Michelle, And you said you had, other, you had other irons in the fire, and you'd get back to me as to this uh, Sony Michelle trade. And then I think ultimately you offered Sony Michelle and then everybody else that was in, in it. I know I was offering Jordan or uh, DJ Moore at the top of it. It was DJ Moore and Sony Michelle and then other stuff to even it out. And then you came back at me with Sony Michelle and Justin Jackson for DJ Moore and Jordan Reed. And then Jalen Richard and Traquan Smith, Traquan Smith, which eventually uh, neutralized out because you dropped – Richard and I picked him up and dropped Smith. So that trade really didn't matter. Right. Uh, my ultimate wariness from this was giving up Jordan Reed with uh, the Colt McCoy, throwing like the way he likes to throw the tight end, which also ended up to not matter because Colt McCoy got injured. Yeah, this trade ended all, all kinds of bad. <laughs> Tony Michelle did nothing and Justin Jackson how he did score well all it really does is now that now I'm rostering three Chargers running back right so uh I guess from my side this like you said I I had a glut of running backs really it didn't benefit me to keep Sony Michelle because I think he would have been my fifth sixth running back something like that on my roster and even even if I had injuries, I was never going to play him. Uh, so really, I was mainly hoarding him just purely because I didn't want somebody else to have him. But the fact that I, I think I came back and I said, look, I need the one place I need backup protection is tight end at Jordan Reed because I had nobody behind Kelsey. And tight ends are so goddamn terrible this year that, uh, you know, you, you have to have somebody there so that's what it hinged on and yeah Jordan Reed's quarterback got hurt uh actually Jalen Richard now that I dropped him and you picked him up that might pay off for you with Doug Martin being hurt right um and, and I have Cameron Bray backing up my tight well he's my only tight end now which Jordan Reed and Cameron Braid, especially with the quarterback situation in Washington Cameron Braid and Jordan Reed are almost on the same level if not Braid ahead yeah I I agree with Bray being ahead there um and yeah, I mean, um, the only other thing is I like – I really like DJ Moore, and I like him backing up my wide receivers a little bit more um, than I like uh, – like a who, – who the hell – Corey Davis, you know, that sort of thing. So I protect myself a little bit against injuries. I trade from a position of strength to – or a position of depth to uh, get a couple of uh, protection players, I suppose, so. Um, Rob, any comments on that? Nope. Um, All right. Yep. You bought some condoms for your players. That's pretty good. A little protection. There you go. Uh, then later on, uh, Blake decided that he didn't like, uh, not having Jordan Reed. Actually, I think this one was offered by Rob, but Hey, you know, it works out. Uh, the narrative works out. Um, so Blake traded Russell Wilson and Derek Henry for Greg Olson and Chris Godwin. Uh, why don't you guys take us through this since you guys did the trade? 
Well, I mean, on the surface, at the beginning, it was like, hey, Blake picks up that tight end who, you know, the top six, seven guy um, and a good receiver now that uh, Deshaun Jackson has been hurt on a good offense. For a quarterback, he's been riding the Dak train and I was going to be out of the Winston business after last week. Um, so I was looking to get somebody else to supplement. So it made sense at the time. And I mean, in the end, he got a hundred yard receiver out of it, but his tight end, you know, went and broke himself. But what are you going to do? Um, a little bit of disclosure for everybody, all our listeners, is on Sunday mornings, usually the three of us are talking on PlayStation 4, playing video games or whatever before the games, talking about fantasy. And I was making the joke that that Rob and I should do a trade so that I can start three Tampa Bay pass catchers in Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin, and Cameron Bray. And I was like, I was joking that I needed, I'm going all the, I'm going all in Tampa Bay basket. It ended up that I benched Bray and it didn't really matter, but I still started to the both the Tampa Bay receivers and I was really nervous about starting Godwin. Worked out for me and I already had, I have Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson on my, on my team already. So I didn't really need Russell Wilson. That's that kind of how the trade went in my head. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the worst part was is that we knew, like, by midway through the first quarter that that uh, gamble that you did by playing both Tampa Bay receivers was paying off. Oh, yeah, usually. Yeah, it was – because I think, what, Godwin had a touchdown in the first quarter and Humphreys had a bunch of catch- catches and it was like, oh. Around. Humphreys had a touchdown in the first quarter and Godwin had, like, 60 yards. Okay, Yeah. Yeah, so that that was a that was a good play. I was uh, that was uh, crazy that that paid off, especially with a Jameis Winston led team that wide receivers are paying off. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'll get back into the Tampa Bay receivers basket when we're going over my matchup. Oh Christ! Uh, here we go. I'm sure you'll have fun with that. All right. Um, so let's talk about matchups. Well, not quite. We'll talk about some injuries oh. first. Oh. All right. uh, last week, not a good week to have feet if you're in the NFL. True. Uh, AJ Green. I would say most people in the NFL have feet. I mean, yeah, I got feet. The requirement. I don't know that I can agree with that, but I can't prove you wrong. There you go. Isn't that how science works? A little bit, yeah. Am I scientifically correct? I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, most people do have feet. Yeah. Has, at least, been, at least one. Has your statement been peer reviewed? Yeah, but yeah, can you, I can you only it. have one feet? I don't think so. No, you uh, can have one foot. You have to have two feet. No, ask Greg Olson. You can have one feet. <laughs> or AJ Green. I mean, they can corroborate each other. True. Yeah, together they each have a feet. Yeah, so what we're getting to is AJ Green, Greg Olson, done for the year, both of them. Greg Olson. Probably his career, I might think. Probably. I mean, I've, probably, been, yeah. I've been saying that all year long. That I don't think Greg Olson, Olson plays next year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you rupture your plantar fascia because i that's the bone, right? That's not even like a ligament. So, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. Uh, and then A.J. Green, re-injury, going, going under the knife. He's done for the year. Uh, yeah. Matt Burita 
had his ankle injury flare-up uh, pregame. Thank you, San Francisco Beat Reporters, for telling everybody about that. Because uh, I say that with the utmost sarcasm because nobody knew. And then all of a sudden, Matt Burita had five carries and didn't do anything. And it was the uh, Williams show in San Francisco. Right. Um, Matthew Stafford, undisclosed injury, um, likely going to play this week. Well, Green and likely, li- likely going to suck. Yeah. Tyler, going back to the feet, uh, as of today, Emmanuel Sanders has a bad Achilles. Torn- uh, oh, he's, he's on IR. He's done for the okay. year. Ruptured um, it. Isaiah Crowell, nobody cares about a fantasy, but a toe injury. And Julio Jones is out of practice today with also a foot injury. Yeah, Julio's the only one there that I don't worry about. Julio rarely. He practices. always has a foot injury. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I mean, if he misses Thursday and Friday, then I'll be concerned. But, yeah. Uh, Green Bay Packers, offensive line, dead. Brian Bulaga, Byron Bell, both uh, both injured. Knee injuries. Uh, actually, I mean, a lot of offensive line injuries this week. And James Conner, the big one from last week, went down. Uh, I think it's Dr. David Chow on Twitter, uh, Pro Football Doc, immediately said that looks like a sprain. Yeah. Uh, it, but the Steelers came out after the fact and said, nope, it's just a lower leg contusion. Uh Later, earlier this week, uh, Tomlin came out and said, nope, still a lower leg contusion. We expect him to be fine. And now it's a sprain. Yeah. And they say a high ankle sprain. And they already, on Tuesday, ruled him out, which means probably multiple weeks would be my guess. Yeah. But we'll see. That's hard to say. Sorry. Yeah, so remember that position of running back depth I was trading from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That quickly can go I'm away. So sorry. Yeah. Well, the one good part uh, from my standpoint is that, uh, for a fantasy standpoint, is I did secure the buy. So I do kind of have one week to sit back, not panic, and just wait. See what happens. Yeah. Right. So that's why, you know, you didn't see me too active on the waiver wire and stuff like that this week uh, as far as trying to get a uh, Jalen Samuels. Yeah, Jalen Samuels or something Samuels, like yeah. that. So. What? So you, you weren't active on the wire? You didn't pick up Jameis Winston twice and drop him twice? Oh, no. No, no, no. That, that's okay. not my thing. I also okay. pick up and then drop and then pick up uh, Josh Allen. Believe okay. It. You got to love a team crusading for seventh place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes. I've been been on that. That was me last year. (laughs) It's it's always good when within the span of, what, seven and a half hours, you can pick up a guy, change your mind, and completely flip the transaction you just did, and then – go back and say, well, I didn't mean to drop that guy and then pick him back yeah, up. That's fine. We're All talking. right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, so we, we, need we need to clarify. Turbo won't understand that we're talking about him. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about you, Turbo. Yeah, way to go, idiot. <laughs> Ouch. Um, All right. So we're only going to talk about two matchups this week. Because um, only two matter. Yeah, only two that matter. Uh 
Kegerator and me with the hot or with not me with the hot stakes, me with the fantasy reapers are on by this week. Um, and the rest of the teams don't matter anymore because they're in the consolation bracket. Yeah, we don't care about that. Yeah. So last week, overall, uh, we all picked the same teams. So go us. And we all went four and one. Woo! Standings. Uh, I would call for a drum roll, but I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anybody. Uh, Rob finished in first place with an overall record of 45 and 20. Nice. Um, I finished in second with an overall record of 41 and 24. And Blake Not finished bad. 37 and 29. You know what? That's pretty even. I beat you by four, and you beat Blake by four. Yeah, not too so bad. Evenly, we were evenly staggered, so that's all right. Actually, I beat Blake by four and a half because he did have that extra loss a couple of weeks ago that oh. he hasn't had access to the spreadsheet, so he still has it. Well, okay. We know way back six. That's still pretty pretty spread. I mean, that's even spread, so that's all right. Oh, yeah. That- that loss that you gave me when it was completely unwarranted? <laughs> yeah, probably that one. that one. Okay, the one where you changed the rules during the podcast, that one. Got yeah, it. that was the one. Yeah, that's I'm the one. Sorry, you have the spreadsheet? No, <laughs> but, I, but I have my mind and my memories and my hate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you always have your hate. That is the one thing I will always have no matter what is my hate of Tyler and other things. Yeah, you can hang on to that one. That's a good one. Actually, other things. Um, The only other thing of note is I finished the year with the commissioner's uh, trophy. Oh, I'm tired. I think the commissioner's trophy. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I started the year with it. I finished the year with it. Well, there you go. It got passed, passed off to Blake, and then he lost like an idiot. And then it got passed off to Rob, and he lost like an idiot. Wow. yeah, nobody else matters. So there you go. All right. Didn't Monty Move right on. That, I just said nobody else matters. Blake did have it the longest, so we'll give him that. Terrible. Thank you. All right. At least wanna, somebody knows the truth. I don't want to bully the name of the commissioner's cup by saying that. I am oh. a co-commissioner, so you don't have no say what happens to the co- the commissioner's cup, Tyler. You want to be no such thing as a co-commissioner's and, cup, and, and and I'm the main commissioner. And if it's the commissioner's cup, you know what that cup? You know what's been in that cup? Oh, well, yep, yeah, whitefish. That's for sure. Yep, a little protein. So right. enjoy that cup. Well, we'll move on to the matchups. Yeah, All you right. better just move on out of this hole you dug for yourself, Tyler. <laughs> All right, I what's our first like, matchup, Tyler? I feel like I bought the shovel and handed them to you two. That, that, yeah, was, a, that was a mistake. It's yeah. true. Uh, so our first matchup is C.I. Whitefish in, as the three seed against Backdoor Hot Snakes um, as the six seed. Ooh, how are we doing this? This is the two of us. You hear that? You hear that one lone woo? That's the only yeah. last hope and soul I have of winning the championship. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I w- will say, Rob, I think it's absolute trash that you have the easiest route to the championship. Statistically, I'm not, I'm honestly not trying to be a dickhead. 
But as the third place seed, you play the two lowest scoring teams throughout the year. Two lowest scoring that are in the playoffs. Correct. I play Blake, who's the sixth seed. And then if I beat him, I get Keg Raider, who's the lowest scoring of the remaining teams, regardless of what happens between uh, Redskins and Cyclones. Right. So, yes, so, correct. Yeah. This whole one seed thing is paying dividends. Yeah, it's true. Sure. So, well, that's what happens when three of the top scorers are in the same division. Yeah, that's true. So, at quarterback, backdoor hot takes has Dak Prescott versus Philly against Aaron Rodgers at uh, versus Atlanta. Uh, yeah, like Blake said, how do you guys want to do this? I'm fine with just opening up the floor to yeah, you guys. Yeah, just open it up. And I'm going to say it's – I'm going to call it pretty even here because under normal circumstances, you say Aaron Rodgers against Atlanta is going to kill Prescott. But the Eagles have lost so much on defense – Prescott is hot lately. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you already mentioned, has lost some linemen. So they've been kind of whatever lately, but they are playing against Atlanta who can't stop a hot cold. So I I never thought I'd say this, but Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott is a push to me. How do you feel about McCarthy being fired in Green Bay in regards to Rodgers' uh, fantasy? I think this this is where I would give the edge to Rodgers. I actually think this might benefit him. I actually think that there has been tension between McCarthy and Rodgers, and I really think that this might be, you know, when Aaron Rodgers thinks his back's against the wall and he has to show everybody he comes out and does Herculean things. So this could be it. Right, especially against a poor – A very poor defense. Yeah. Exactly. And at home, I mean – so, barring really shitty weather, I call it a push. I'll give a little edge to Rodgers just because he's done it for so many years. But it's, it's not the, the smackdown you would think it is looking at the surface. So, did you guys hear what Jeff Saturday said about McCarthy firing? No. Um, so, you know, he played a couple years in Green Bay, uh, I think after his Colts career, right? Yeah. Um, he came out and, and that was a while back. He came out and he said, Packers receivers are still running the exact same routes. They were 10 years ago. No, nothing has changed on that offense. And so it's a wonder why that offense hasn't been working for a long time. No, that or makes sense. Working without Rogers, I should say. Really? You sure that's not Jason Garrett coaching them? Oh, it, it could be. <laughs> no adjustments. So what I want to say about this matchup in quarterbacks is Aaron Rodgers with the change, I think, at least in my opinion, is that this year at least it's been more Aaron Rodgers running that offense than McCarthy, so I don't think we'll see much of a change. And they are Green Bay is playing in Green Bay, and it's going to be cold there. Where Dak is playing in Philly, so it'll probably be colder there too, but Lambeau historically has worse weather, especially the late you get in the season. Um, Rogers in the, in the cold weather last week didn't score 20 points, and Dak last time he played Eagles scored over 20, and last week played in the dome got 19. I mean, yes, I think it's gonna be a close matchup, but I'm gonna actually give the lean to Dak. Yeah, I'm gonna um, 
I'm going to go with Rob here. Uh, I liked what Rob you said when when Rogers feels like he has to prove has something to prove, he comes out and just destroys everything. Right. So I think I think that's likely what's going to happen. Yep. Um, at running back, uh, Blake has Philip Lindsay at San Francisco and Sony Michelle at Miami versus oh my god. Saquon Barkley at Washington, Todd Gurley at Chicago. Uh, Blake, tell, tell us why you have a chance here. I have a chance. I mean, I'm not crazy confident in Michelle, but I really have a lot of faith in Philip Lindsay in this matchup. I mean, just look last week. He last week solidified him as a front runner for rookie of the offensive rookie of the year. I mean, this kid is insanity and if the Eagles come back to using Sonny show like they used to I actually have a chance here yeah um, I completely agree with you about Philip Lindsay just being absolutely insane this year they're comparing his efficiency numbers and his running numbers to Jamal Charles which is well, I mean, just- he's leading the uh, yards per attempt in the league by a Pretty decent amount. Right, right. And the the Broncos are actually getting more yards every time he runs the ball than every time Case Keenum drops back to pass on the year. I think they're averaging like six point I six point something with Phillip Lindsay, and it's less than that per attempt for uh for Keenum's dropbacks, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, this kid is in my lifetime of watching like actually paying attention to the NFL, this kid is the most one of the most impressive running backs, especially for an undrafted running back. I'll agree with the undrafted part for sure. Um, Rob, tell us about your running backs. I mean, they're the number one and number two running backs in the league as far as fantasy-wise. Um for the Giants, it doesn't matter what the Giants do. They're still going to get Saquon Barkley carries. Whether they can throw, whether Eli Manning's a quarterback, whether they put some other idiot at quarterback, they're still going to get Saquon catches and run. I mean, he, so he's fine. And same with uh, Gurley. So I don't – I've got a really high floor. With Blake's yeah. guys, I will agree that, that um, Lindsey – He's got a good ceiling, I and mean, he had 150 last week. But I, I'm not a fan of Sony Michelle. So if you're going to, you know, the two on two, I think I have the edge by far. Yep, I I would have to agree. If yeah, if I mean, if, even if you had just one of the two, it would be, and and you put just somebody in there, it would at least be interesting. Right. But no, it, it yeah, it's not. Very close. Even even though Gurley's playing Chicago, let me say something. Tell me if you agree. I think Philip Lindsay outscores one of Whitefish's running backs, but both of Whitefish's running backs outscore Sony Michelle. Uh, that's possible. You you think that Philip Lindsay outscores one of? Yeah, I mean, that's possible that. that- that Philip Lindsay, let's say, gets 28. Both my guys get 24. And then uh, Michelle gets 12. I mean, that's super possible. Right. But the fact that we're even questioning that 
Blake's best running back might outscore one of Rob's running backs, it tells you where the <laughs> tells you Correct. where the uh, advantage lies. Correct. Exactly. Correct. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that was ever the doubt. But I just yeah, want to yeah. kind of you know. Yeah, yeah. Give me a little bit of support. I haven't all year. Why would I start now? Because <laughs> you're an asshole. That's why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, right. Oh, well, here, Blake, you want some support? I like at least one of your wide receivers. Uh, we were talking uh, last week during the games, and I said, Blake, there's no way you're pulling Cortland Sutton out of your lineup the rest of the year. The Emmanuel Sanders injury definitely solidifies that. Yeah, he's number one now. I, I'm actually worried about it because we all we thought that with Demarius Thomas gone Corey Sutton's value would go up so much and it didn't until last week and Emmanuel Sanders was in the game most of the time yeah I mean he had, he had targets sure but it wasn't until I, I'm pretty sure garbage time that he actually got yards and touched I think he got a touchdown but I'm I sort of, I'm sort of with you on that Blake in that I'm still worried about it I don't know yeah. if I how much I trust the rookie receiver I'm with you on that in that I think Cortland Sutton did good when the attention wasn't on him, when he could get the one-on-one matchup. But without their top two, with it started at the beginning, either a top two receivers are both out. He's the guy. Now the defense concentrates on him. Is he going to get anything? Yeah, and what else, what other I mean, receivers does the Broncos have? I mean, there's they their, nothing else. their start exactly. tight end, Hewerman, is out. Right. I mean, if you're and a defense, if uh, you can name me another Broncos yeah. pass catcher in the next two seconds, I'll give you a high five. Yeah. No, I I could see why you'd worry there because I, if I'm looking at at the Denver Broncos, I'm thinking Lindsey's might play, and I'm worried about Sutton because I if I'm a defense, I'm either going to try to take Lindsey out and let Sutton beat me, or I'm going to double Sutton and say, "Who are you throwing to? No one." So, yeah, I would be concerned, too. But at least this week, San Francisco over the last six weeks, 25th against wide receivers. So, yeah. And they only, have, they only have two interceptions all year. So yeah. it's not like they're pressuring the quarterback. So you right. have some hope there. Um, and then Blake is following that up by pronouncing his next wide receiver with an Humphreys, Adam Humphreys, mm-hmm. against New Orleans. Uh, that defense sliding a little bit um, as a far as – yeah. They're 32nd on the year against um, against wide receivers. Uh, with But that being said, that's with a lot of big games early in the year. Tampa Bay wide receivers week right. one put up 98 points. Atlanta wide receivers week three put up 80. A uh, couple of 60s in there. But then they shut down Cincinnati. They shut down Philly. Both those – both those offenses were sputtering a little bit at that point. So, yeah, I don't know what really to expect out of the Saints for against wide receiver. No, they're doing very good recently. Um, and, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to tell. It really is. Yeah. My biggest advantage with uh, Humphreys is that without Deshaun Jackson in that receiving core, Humphreys has not scored less than 15 point fantasy points. And in a New Orleans offense that gave up yards to Gallup, Swaim, and uh, – Cooper last week, I'm actually more confident in Humphreys in getting me an average number of points than I am Sutton this week. Yeah, so I was actually going to bring that up uh, before we get to the – or I was going to bring that up in the benches, but 
uh, Chris Godwin actually uh, in games where um, either Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson does not play. I don't think he's had less than five catches and 85 yards in a game because he's the guy that fills in on the outside. I think Humphreys just has a different role. And yes, he sees the uptick, like you said, Blake, but yep. Godwin is the one that actually goes into that role and really sees the uptick. So personally, I'd be playing Godwin. So well, what, happened, what happens is that Godwin kind of fills in Deshaun Jackson's role and kind of takes the, rather than Deshaun Jackson, where he goes deep down the field, uh, Godwin takes those mid to deep uh, in, in or out routes. Whereas yep. uh, Deshaun Jackson would go deep all the way. So that's where Godwin gets his action, but it's way more inconsistent. Where without Deshaun Jackson in the lineup, uh, it opens up the slot more because the corners and the uh, secondary has to cover Godwin and his breaking. It opens up the middle more for uh, – and the screens for Humphreys to do stuff. Yep. I agree with that. All right, so Rob, your wide receivers are Michael Thomas at Tampa Bay. Uh, I see he's questionable. I haven't heard of any injury. What's he going? Um, what's he got going on? Um, his his ankle was bothering him after the Dallas game, which was uh, you know, a week ago Thursday. So he should be okay. Um, they the local reporters believe it's just a maintenance day, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um. Right now, I'm not worried about it, and he's playing against Tampa Bay, who he got, like, what, 12 catches and 180 yards for earlier in the year. So, if he plays, he should have a monster game. Yeah. Michael Thomas, kind of low-key, one of the fantasy disappointments this year, I'd have to say. Um, yeah, he started out super hot, and then it's kind of cooled off. He's Yeah, I mean, fifth in points, but, God, that's the shakiest fifth in points I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. he um, started out like he was going to be number one or number two throughout the year, and he's kind of fallen off. But, I mean, he's still a guy that you're – I mean, I'm dependent on him, and I still think he's going to come through. So, I'm not too worried about it. Right. And then Devontae Adams uh, against Atlanta. Yeah. Um, we talked about Rodgers kind of ad nauseum. Do, do you have anything else to add there? I mean, the only thing I'm going to add is, okay, as long as my two receivers are healthy – who? What two teams all year did you want to play wide receivers against? Tampa Bay Atlanta. and Atlanta. And right. that's what I've got. And I've got two top five receivers playing against Tampa Bay and Atlanta. I don't think you need to say much more than that. Yeah, I, I think that this one, much like the running backs, um, I, I think – well, not much like the running backs. I think the wide receivers could be fairly close. If you see Michael Thomas disappoint again, if um, – if Green Bay doesn't bounce back the way uh, we think they're going to, um, plus, you know, Blake's got, like we said, a couple of ups upside plays on his own, right? But, God, that the upside there with Thomas and Adams is huge, even though – so I got to give it that to Whitefish as well. So um, at Tampa Bay, we have Cameron Brait versus New Orleans and George Kittle versus Denver. You mean a Which tight end? Uh, yeah, what did I say? At Tampa Bay. Oh, well, there <laughs> I mean, you go. did begin with a T. Yeah, you're pulling a Blake there, Tyler. <laughs> well, Cameron Brink is Tampa Bay. He is. You're very correct. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, God, you got to, based on history and pedigree and everything, you got to take Kittle here. 
I don't yep. think there's any real discussion here. I think it's Kittle yep. or nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bray, you're hoping for the touchdown. That's right. You're hoping right. for two two for 23 and a touchdown. And, and the only reason I'm starting Braid is because Olsen's out, like we said, and right. there's nothing on waiver wire, and I'm not going to make I, – I, I can't make a trade. So I'm right. kind yep. of stuck with Braid. Right. Yep. And the, the worst part about that is that there are definitely worse options to be stuck with right now. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's tight end is so terrible this year that there are worse really options. The only really other tight is that the only other viable tight end for Tampa Bay is on IR. So, right. um, at flex, Blake is starting Austin Eckler. Presumably, if Melvin Gordon goes, are you planning on playing Melvin Gordon? Uh, that'll be a game time decision. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, versus David Johnson versus Detroit. Um, yeah. Let's see who who did I say that Eckler's playing? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good matchup. It is, but here's the problem I see. We saw what happened last week with uh, the Chargers. Right. They kind of split those carries a little bit, and and quite frankly, even, Jackson looked better. He actually did better. So here's the thing. If, if Melvin Gordon gets cleared, then who's really going to lead that backfield? I mean, granted, as a group, they could probably destroy Cincinnati, but who's really going to give you enough to be fantasy worthy to start? For me, and we all know Detroit is terrible uh, um, rush defense. And what else does uh, um, Arizona have but David Johnson? Yeah, Nothing. does uh... – do the Chargers yes, yes. need to win this week? I believe they do not. I mean, it would help them, but right now they're they have the top wild card. I think. Yeah, so I think that that really changes things. If the Chargers don't need to win, then why throw Melvin Gordon out there if he's not a hundred percent? Yeah, they probably won't. But even then, is it going to be Eckler or is it going to be um, uh, what's his name? Jackson. Jackson, thank you. So, so Blake, I want to ask. I want to ask you, uh, Jalen Rashard this week. Uh, Doug Martin turns out he's not going to play this week. Are you considering Jalen Rashard versus Pittsburgh? Oh, are you? Yeah. Sorry. Um, turns out uh, this is a PSA for everybody else. When you're using Anchor, if you go into your messaging, like your text messages, you completely don't hear anything in Anchor. Oh, nice. So I said, are you, yeah, are, are you considering Jalen Richard this week uh, versus Pittsburgh with Doug Martin being out? I am considering him uh, on the fringe. I am so wary to sit a uh, charger running back. But yeah, I don't yeah. like I don't like the matchup Oakland against Pittsburgh. Yes. Uh, Oakland's most likely going to have to move the ball and score and get yards and score against Pittsburgh. But they could easily do that with Jordy Nelson or Jared Cook and leave Jalen Richard as just a disguise. Man, if I were you, just get one of those spinning wheels, put uh, however, whichever of the uh, Chargers running backs you want on there, plus Jalen Richard, throw a dart and play whichever one you hit. I think you have about an equal chance with any of them. And. Right. Uh, 
that's that you like have an equal chance of doing well and an equal t- chance of getting nothing. Right. That sounds like my pass yeah. catcher decision for last Sunday. Yeah. Right. All right. And then uh, defense and special teams and kickers. Blake's got the Broncos at San Francisco and Matt Bryant at Green Bay yeah. versus the Chargers versus Cincinnati and Steven Gotzkowski at Miami. Yeah. Uh, give me the Chargers. And yeah, I, I love the Chargers against Cincinnati. Yep. They have, uh, yeah. So, going, it, do either of you guys want to? I, I, I guess it gets hard looking at benches. Um, I know, Blake, we talked about a couple of options on your bench. Rob, are you considering any other lineup than the one that you got? I am not. Yeah. I wouldn't either. So, uh, unless there are any final comments, let's pick it. I pick me. Blake? I would love to pick me, but if I'm looking at this realistically, uh, barring some sort of devastation, Whitefish has this. Um, Yeah, I'm taking Whitefish as well. Uh, I... I don't think it's impossible. I really don't. It's closer than Blake's matchup last week. Yeah, I agree to that. Yeah, but Blake, it's David versus Goliath, and I hope you're good with a slingshot. Never actually used one, but we'll find out. Yeah. He, All right. He shot it once and he hit himself in the face with it. So that's not even true. Well, that's that's how this story came by. Yeah. All right, what's uh, our other matchup? Our other matchup is the four and five seed. Uh, Let's go Cyclones with the five seed going up against the not racist Redskins with the four seed. Ooh. Um, at quarterback, we have Drew Brees at Tampa Bay. Oh, my God. Oh. I, you want me to list the other quarterback? It's Carson Wentz at Dallas, but. Oh, all right. Yeah, this is easy. Give me Drew Brees all day. What? Yeah. What did what did Dallas just do to Drew Brees? Right, exactly. Yeah. And Carson Wentz hasn't actually been on all year. Yeah, give me Drew Brees all day and on Sunday at least three times. Well, yep. I think this is easy. Just looking at the points, Drew Brees yeah. last time they played Tampa in Week One scored fifty-one points. Carson Wentz oh. last time they played Dallas scored thirty points, thirty-three points. So I mean, that's just a, a handed win to Drew Brees. Yep. Yep. Uh, at running back, we have Alvin Kamara at Tampa Bay and Joe Mixon at the Chargers versus Ezekiel Elliott versus Philly and James White at Miami. Ooh. Okay. So Kamara all day. I'm not thrilled about Mixon. He also came up on the injury report, and I actually like the Chargers. Oh, boy, do I love Zeke against Philly. Philly can't stop anything. And James White. It depends what what the Patriots do. They could throw him the ball ten times for all we fucking know. Yeah, I I agree. I'm giving the edge to the not racist Redskins here. Yeah, I have to I have to give them a slight edge there. Yep. I actually think, and again, looking at the these old matchups here, Kamara forty seven points in Tampa Bay and Zeke forty one against Philly. I think those two essentially cancel each other out, and. With the other two, I'm actually gonna push these to the James White and Joe Mixon because 
Joe Mixon could be limited and James White could be not used. I mean, Burkhead's back and they're starting to show there too. I'm going to actually well, push the, the second running back. You have to remember that when Kamara scored his points against Tampa, there was no Ingram. You, you're Correct. not wrong. Yeah. So I think you have to take away from there as well if you're going to take away uh, from White. So I think that evens that out a little bit. Yeah, you, you're, it does even that out a little bit. I, I I like these two running backs. I'm still going to push the whole matchup then. All right. I'm going to give the slight edge to the Redskins. Yep. Uh, at wide receiver, we have Odell Beckham Jr. at Washington and Tyler Boyd at the Chargers versus Mike Evans at New Orleans and Robert Woods at Chicago. Woo! What do you think, Blake? I like Mike Evans. I hated him last week or last year and most of this year, but Mike Evans has really more often than not shown up to play in fantasy this year. Robert Woods has also been extremely consistent for a wide receiver. I mean, yes, he has. You hit that on the head. Uh, Here is the only thing I'm concerned about with Robert Woods. The Bears this year have more interceptions uh, or opposing quarterbacks have more interceptions than they do touchdowns against the Bears this year. We're also talking the Rams. Uh, Yeah, that's the great equalizer. Yeah. And the Bears lost to the Miami in this year, so yeah, I'm 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 taking I'm taking the Redskins on this one. Yep, I am too. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd's almost a non-factor because I don't really trust that quarterbacking situation. Yeah, I mean it's a lot like the Sutton situation, just with more talent. Uh, Tyler Boyd is really the only thing left in. Cincinnati, I guess you have John Ross, but Tyler Boyd's the guy. Well, you have John so, Ross and Joe Mixon. I mean, if Joe Mixon plays healthy, I mean, that's probably going to be a ground game. Granted, it is against the Chargers, so you, you're going to contend with Bosa there. So, yeah, I don't know. Depending on I mean, Mixon they could still get play, yards. They'll get turnovers and stuff. I mean, they could still get – he could get you seven for 85. Yeah, I all in all, I'll take Evans over Beckham. Uh, but I'll take Boyd over Woods. Uh, overall, I think the upside, though, on the not racist Redskins is higher. Yeah, yes. I think the, I think the floor of Woods wins this with the upside of Mike Evans. I Woods had, probably has the highest floor of any of these four receivers. Yeah, so we still all agree that it's uh, the Redskins on this. Uh, in yeah, there's different reasons, and we're right. arguing because it's fun to argue. Yeah, yeah, semantics. Yeah. Let's roll. Uh, tight end, not or the Cyclones have Jared Cook versus Pittsburgh versus Zach Ertz at Dallas. I have strong opinions about this one, all but right. I'll let you guys go. All right. This is Ertz all day. I mean, he scored like one of his highest games against Dallas before. Now, granted, Dallas's defense is better, but they're still susceptible to a tight end. And Dallas's defense on the outside is really fucking good. On the inside, in the middle, it's not. Uh, give me Ernst at least 11 times on Sunday. Yeah, you remember all those strong opinions? Yeah. That was literally what I was going to say. You hit that on the nose. <laughs> give me. You know what? I'll take Ernst 12 times on Sunday. Okay, there How you about? go. There you go. 
Yeah, I think Ertz, Ertz definitely wins this matchup, but Cook is – he ain't no joke neither. He well, could no. easily have a big day. I mean, he has a – he between Jared Cook and Zach Ertz, I'm going to give Cook the bigger boom chance, but I'm going to give Ertz the, the higher floor. Oh, I, I strongly disagree. Yeah, I think I think Cook at best is going to be like a six for 80 or something where Ertz could easily have 10 for 130. Ertz, Ertz could break 200 again this week. Er, I mean, Ertz could I, break I, think, I think Dallas can cover their receivers and keep the wide receivers from getting anything. I think if Philly's yeah. going to move the ball, it's going to be throwing to running backs, it's going to be running, it's going to be throwing to Ertz all goddamn day. Yeah, you want to talk about the last time a player played a team? Last time Ertz played Dallas, he put up 45 points. Yeah. Yeah, so, tell me about it. I got beat on that. Yeah. Uh, at the flex spot, we got Aaron Jones versus Atlanta for the Cyclones and Keenan Allen versus Cincinnati. Oh, I mean, for me, this is, oh God, this is a hard push for me because I don't know what Green Bay is going to do firing their coach and everything. Are they going to, are they going to? try to run the ball because they could against Atlanta, but they can also pass the ball against Atlanta. Yeah. Nobody can cover Keaton Allen. And I mean, fuck the bagels hadn't played defense since week three. So I don't see an issue there. Yeah. I was just going to say Keenan Allen 100% in this matchup. See, I was going to go the opposite way. I was going to say Aaron Jones a hundred percent because uh, green Bay has been committing to the run a little bit more and Atlanta really can't stop the run. But, uh, yeah, Rob, exactly what you said is Keenan Allen had his way with Pittsburgh last week, and I think he's going to have his way with Cincinnati this week. So I'm going to push it. I'm going to be with you. Right. So uh, at defense and kicker, we have the Jets at Buffalo and Mason Crosby versus Atlanta and the Chiefs defense versus Baltimore and Duskin Hopkins versus the Giants. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, not really a superstar defense to really look at in this matchup, it doesn't look like. No. Or a kicker. No, and, I mean, normally you would say, oh, against the Bills, hell, that's a that's big for the, you know, for the Jets, right? However, the Bills lately have been actually not terrible on offense. And the last time that the Jets played the Bills, the Jets allowed 41 points. Right. So in that matchup, you're actually better playing the Bills versus the Jets than the Jets versus the Bills. Right. So given that, I I got to go – I'll have to go with the other matchup. All right. Sounds good. Uh, any Anybody on the benches that you guys would think about playing here? Well, I was looking at the uh, Redskins bench, and I actually don't really like anything down here. Maybe the Eagles, if you want to take a shot. But I don't – probably not. No. I think you have a better turnover chance with uh, the Chiefs versus Baltimore. I mean, I agree. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And most likely. Otherwise, yeah, I don't think anything on the Redskins side breaks the lineup. Yeah, and how about the Cyclones side? I'm looking over there. And, yeah, it's a – I mean, man, do you think about Rivers versus Cincinnati over Breeze at Tampa Bay? No. Not even close. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that's a that would be a feels decision if you're 
uh, the Cyclones, but <clears throat> logically looking at it, I'd say no. No. Right. All right, so let's pick it. Who you guys got? You know what? We've gone back and forth, back and forth, and I think pretty much that uh, the Redskins had most of the uh, wins here, so I'm going to have to go with them. Blake? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go Contrain. I'm going to go Cyclones. All right. I am going to go with the not racist Redskins as well. Uh, yeah, honestly, Ertz is, Ertz is the change for me. Ertz <laughs> is the guy. He's the difference maker. Right. So that's, that's why I'm going there. So, all right, guys, any last thoughts on the playoffs? Yeah, uh, last thoughts are, do you remember last week who we said nobody wanted to meet in the playoffs? Uh, that would be the not racist Redskins. Correct. And uh, Cyclones has to meet them. And if it goes the way you and I have predicted, who has to play the Cyclone? Or excuse me, the Redskins next week. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that? No, I. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it. Next week. All right. Um, otherwise, no. I don't have anything else. I'm cool. Blake. I'm great. I mean, I really hope that I can make that comeback that you did last year, Tyler, but I am not holding a lot of confidence. Well, yeah, and here's I, the I wouldn't hold here's the thing is we have seen this year, I feel like this year more than past years, we've seen a lot more top end uh like top end scoring. Yeah. So it could be one of those where Blake all of a sudden goes off and scores one ninety. It could be. Time, who knows? Blake could score 190 and lose. You know? So, yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. I if this, that would be fun again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blake would love that. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah. It, it'll be interesting. I think these playoffs will be interesting. So, all right. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Yep. I'll still be in the playoffs. How about you guys? Uh. Suck it, Tyler. Play the outro. In fact, <laughs> I can actually guarantee one of you two won't be in the playoffs. You're Hell. right about that. Play the outro. <laughs> it Bye, is. everybody. Small world.